0: Hello, and welcome back to Inspire Radio. You're here with Jack and Danny, and we have a special guest joining us today. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show.
1: G'day, Jack. G'day, Danny.
0: Nice to meet you at last. This is such a pleasure to have you here. So I guess just to first start off, essentially, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I'm a guitarist. I write songs. Now I've actually written two songs for a charity based over in Texas.
0: Yes, and how do you believe that you think that that is all going at the moment for
1: you? Well, some of those songs have actually gotten some international airplay. I've had some, done some radio interviews with Slovenia and also South Africa, and I know it's been, one of the songs has been played in Japan as well, which for musicians is a big deal.
0: Oh, that's lovely and you're right, I will comment that essentially it is a big deal. You know, you've got to Give it everything that you've got. And I believe that you have great enthusiasm because I I mean, just when I met you, you seemed like the kind of guy that doesn't waste any time and you like to get straight to the point about things. And I admire that about you truly.
1: Well, yeah, because I don't know how much time I've got left on earth and a lot of us don't either. And over the last two and a bit years, it's probably something we've all been thinking about. Yes.
2: And so what is the... You said you did it for a cause or something, or like a what? What was the songs about? Was it?
1: Well, let's see. This, the charity's called Spectrum Fusion, and they were set up in Texas about five years ago now. Although they had their roots in Perth actually, when the founder was actually living here. Yep. And what's this? And what it's all about? The charity's supposed to help people with autism get them opportunities they up uh, that would otherwise be impossible for them because. I mean, if you're autistic, glass ceilings, well, they may as well be made of titanium. Yep.
0: Yes. Yeah, that. I know that it's not easy for people who have autism. Sometimes, to be honest, their lives are very difficult for them because who knows what what might happen, but you've got to remain positive about things and have a positive attitude. And I, I really like what, what, what you do, your positive attitude. You seem like the kind of guy that doesn't waste any time.
1: I don't know if positive attitude is the right word. I mean, I don't want to waste time, but I don't want my time on earth to go to waste. No. The thing is, I'm actually quite angry uh really cheesed off with the apathy that's being shown towards people in my situation.
0: Yeah. How do you think you, you deal with that anger?
1: Mm, short answer, you don't. It often gets plunged into the songs you write, other or, I don't know if coping mechanisms is an accurate word. To me, it's, to me, coping and mechanisms are words that don't go together, like military intelligence or fun run. So, I mean, if someone's had a bad day at work, what do they do? They might go off and get on the booze or get on the drugs, which is arguably worse than, you know, what you went through after a bad day at work.
0: Yeah, I know I'd never do something like that, but we all have days where, where we feel down, we're angry, we're hurt and we're confused.
2: Mm, But if you put the anger into the music, I feel like it might make it a bit like deeper and a bit better. Sometimes you find that that it makes it a bit.
1: Well, yeah, a lot of songs come from very dark, bad places. I keep thinking of uh, God, what's his name? Who's the singer from falling in reverse? Is it Ronnie something or other?
0: I can't remember.
1: I think he wrote a lot of the music for Falling in Reverse's first album when he was actually in jail. He had to come up with them those songs in his head.
2: Yeah. And you wouldn't be able to like write yeah. it down, I guess.
1: Nah, cause I don't think you'd get past pens or paper in a prison cell or a guitar for that matter.
2: Yeah. So where where are they streaming? Where can people find these These songs.
1: Well, they're on all the main streaming platforms. Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, Apple, I think they're on Apple Music as well. Even the lesser known ones like Angami and Yandex, if you've heard of them.
0: Um, no, not that I can think of.
1: You can't really access Yandex in Australia because it's a Russian platform. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. It sounds a bit complicated, really.
1: Yeah, it is quite complicated.
0: So I guess when you write your songs and you, I'm guessing you write your own lyrics?
1: Oh yeah, I wrote the lyrics myself. Pretty much most of what you hear was originally written by me, even, even if it wasn't performed on the record by me. So
0: when you write your own songs and you write your own lyrics, how do you think that makes you feel deep inside about yourself? How do you feel?
1: Well, I'm not satisfied until... It's recorded and it sounds, in at least in my, to my ears, it sounds like, yeah, this song could be played on radio, in prime time or on a drive time show or something like that.
0: Yes, it, it, do, it does sound interesting, you writing your own songs, th- that is, and it sounds like when you write your own songs, I'm guessing, do you feel happy or sad?
1: I don't know if... I don't know if they're they're the right, those are the right words. I mean, happy comes out when I, it comes out and, well, I wouldn't use the word happy unless, you know, I can get the music out into a permanent form. And A, it sounds like something I haven't heard before. And B, it sounds like something that could be played on the radio. Obviously, I mean, there's a lot of garbage here on the commercial stations. I don't want to right garbage. The only garbage I want to listen to is the band with Shirley Manson. But at the same time, you know, if it's something that can't be digested, then it's not going to get breakthrough to another person as well. I mean, my, my all time favorite band, Def Leppard, you know, they, they're very commercial.
0: Yes. I, I know Def Leppard, I've heard a lot about them because I, I like pop slash rock kind of music if, if you get what I mean.
2: Yeah, and if you make something that's good but people don't want to look like, you don't make it um, trend into the normal culture, then people won't listen to it. But, like, yeah, I get what you mean about the radio. You hear the same tunes over and over again, and they're just, like, poppy, nothing, sort of same old, same old tunes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really get into – I didn't really pick up a guitar until I was about 16 years old. That would have been about 2003. But I know a lot of people, you know, they might have – Obviously, they knew what music was from quite an early age, but uh, the 90s was not really an inspiring time as far as music goes in general. The 80s was a lot different when you had bands like Van Halen, Bon Jovi, Winger, Dokken, plus the heavier bands, Iron Maiden, Metallica, Judas Priest, Queensryche. Guitars were a lot more prominent in in the 80s than they were in the 90s, especially in terms of technical guitar playing. Then when nirvana got big about 30 years ago all of a sudden being a an, a Top-notch musician suddenly became a hindrance rather than a good thing
0: Yes And when you hear music like that nirvana rock bands as you mentioned I guess Like you write your own songs I don't know how to put this. But would you say you would feel feel not happy, but I guess in, in, inspired? How do you feel when you write your own music?
1: Hmm. Usually, there's often it comes from something that's just gone into my own head, and I'm thinking, "Damn it! Why am I thinking this way? How do I get what's out of my head and onto a piece of paper?" Cause you get the feeling that someone else is thinking the same as you i mean i've been messing around with some lyrics in my head after what i heard about with chris rock and will smith i don't want the other day i don't want to go on about it too much but it just no. got me thinking about certain things because everyone's you know every man and his brother seems to have a different opinion on it and they're probably all wrong well
0: what kind of lyrics do you write for, you, for your songs
1: mm, i'm not sure how to answer that question. Some lyricists have made more of an impact on me than others. Oh,
0: you don't have to, I was just curious to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes I get phrases in my head and I have to punch them into my smartphone because I think, damn it. I haven't heard anyone write like that before. It's a bit like, have you seen eight mile where Eminem's character, what's his name? Is it Jimmy?
0: I've heard of 8 Mile, the movie, yes, but I haven't seen
1: it, no. Uh, There are scenes there where he's riding around in the back of the bus. He's got this notebook of all these lyrics and he's writing them down. With me, it's a similar story. I might hear something in the car or maybe at bed at night time and I'm thinking, damn, got to remember this. You know, this could be one of those lyrics that everyone remembers. like, you know, Africa by Toto. Yes, my favourite. killer Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti sounds pretentious but once that's burned into your brain it's not going away
0: yeah no it's hard to uh, erase things like that sometimes it's it's difficult in this process and i can understand completely of where you're coming from
2: how did the people in america find out about it what are they what are they doing well they're sharing on their platform or whatever
1: well heidi the founder she actually came up with the idea she she said oh these reactor rooms we need something that everyone can sing along to and i said we talked about using existing songs and she said no no i want something original then i said to her wait a minute do you want something like we are the world remember that song back in 1985 you had all these guests like bruce springsteen lionel richie tina turner uh, ray charles was in it as well
0: oh i love tina turner she's my favorite
1: yeah she's probably one of the few people in the video who's still alive
0: yep Even for her age, even though she's old, I still love her, I feel like she's my role model
1: Yeah, I mean she's uh, over 80 years old and probably has better legs than a lot of women who are a quarter
0: of her age I'm pretty sure she does have good legs to be honest, well let's just see about that
1: (laughs) We're getting naughty here folks Yeah
0: (laughs) You know, I was just, I realized I was just joking, I was just trying to have a laugh
2: and Japan as well that's
1: pretty far yeah I mean yeah I didn't know how the Japanese were going to respond to this song to be honest with you but it is a big market and I know that there's a city in Japan called Chiba I think that's how you pronounce it they're actually sister cities with Houston much like Perth is and so I thought hmm maybe I could get it on the radio in Chiba to help get reactor room and ultimately Spectrum Fusing operating in Japan And then I saw something on Foreign Correspondent a couple of weeks ago about this phenomenon over there called, I think it's pronounced hikikomori. Yeah. You have these adult people who might be in their 30s, 40s, even 50s still living at home. They might not even have jobs. They can't seem to move out or even find a job. It's difficult enough here, what with COVID and the rental crisis being what it is, but the thing is, from what I understand, this hikikomori is not an exclusively Japanese phenomenon. I mean, it's happening in the United States, United Kingdom, Italy, India, South Korea, Australia, everywhere. They just give it different names. Yeah. Like what is it?
0: everything that's going on, it just sounds kind of tragic.
1: Well, that's cause it is tragic and it's been exacerbated with COVID because it's not so much the case in Perth, but in a lot of other cities, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, United States in particular, and some of the European and Asian countries, you've got a lot of older people dying. Then you think, okay, the older, okay, the primary breadwinner in the house has passed away, so the support mechanisms are now gone. Or even if the person is working, it might not be enough to support themselves. So what happens to them now?
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah of a strain on the system but hopefully and just traveling too I just want to travel again
1: yeah and oh, and when you get your tax return or your or your tax bill for that matter you you get breakdowns of you know where the tax you paid is being spent yeah, and so much of it goes to things like health care in particular disability so you think okay is there a way to you know set the system up so that it's a bit more user-friendly
2: mm. Yeah. yeah Yes. Sir. So you got anything else you want to say about your um about your music or about the uh
1: Well, I've got more songs in the works that could be played at these reactor rooms. I think I need to talk about what this reactor room is before we go any further. Yeah. The next one's going to be held on April 8th our time, probably around about six in the morning because it'd be about five o'clock over in Houston. Now there's two individuals, one is an inventor, another one, he's got a background in forensic science, and there's also a media team. Now these now these two individuals and the media team, they're all looking for more opportunities, but because they're autistic, they keep getting overlooked in spite of how good they are. Now I don't know why this is such a problem, but everyone thinks oh, the work should support itself, but... Very often, it's always a people keep saying to me, "Oh, well, it's who you know, man." But what if someone doesn't want to know you? Listen, I was watching the Eagles game on the weekend with all these quote-unquote top-up players. Then, okay, they lost the match, but they didn't disgrace themselves. And you're thinking, "Hang on a minute, how come these guys have never played top-level footy before? Why did they never? Why didn't they get a go five years ago or even ten years ago? Are we yeah. putting too much, you know?" emphasis on the wrong things when looking for new talent. I think we are.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does sound all, you know, you know, a bit, a bit complicated in that mom- moment, I guess.
2: Yeah. So you're saying that people, they're just not getting a chance, really. But what's this? So you, what are you doing the thing that's going to go on at like six o'clock in the morning?
1: Well, so. what's happened with Heidi is that she's found a, this is as far as Houston goes. Actually, it might be outside of Houston as well. These uh business owners, entrepreneurs, even people who work in law enforcement for the guy with the forensic science background. This is to, you know, give them opportunities to show the, the people in a position of power, what they can do, what they have to offer.
2: Yeah. And so will they be watching the people in power? Or the people yeah,
1: they're in- going to be, if they're not, if they're not physically there, they'll probably be beamed in from another location.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's just opening opportunities for
1: yeah, yeah which which just doesn't seem to happen
2: mm. yeah i understand that yeah and it's like also yeah a lot of other people with disabilities like in my organization there's a lot of you know they they want to be for whatever reason they can't get a like a, a like normal you know nine to five job that can't happen but like even just being employed with um just you know volunteering and stuff like that sometimes they look at the person and they just don't want to know you know they just they can't see through the barriers and they can't help help us out even if just a volunteer spot you know they just want to help out exactly Stuff like that doesn't
1: ableism is rampant it might even appear within your own family I mean you might talk to your parents about things you want to do and they'll probably say things like oh, get your head on straight they might give you a list of jobs that they they think you'd be good at but you you aspire for higher things and uh, your parents they might think One side of their brain might think, okay, well, if he can make more money, he might be able to get out of the house, see more people, buy his own place one day. But I think the other side of their brain might think, wait a minute, this guy wants to better his life. Who does he think he is? Why does he think that someone will take the chance on him? No, one's going to take the chance on him. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean, I didn't grow up with Nazi propaganda because I mean, I'm a child of the nineties. I was born in 1987. But I did grow up watching a lot of Marvel TV shows, and a common—I don't think people have noticed this enough. There's a often in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or maybe in things like DC, or a lot of science fiction in general, disability reversal is used as a plot device. If you take the Lizard, for example. Kurt Connors was trying to regrow his arm using lizard DNA and in the process he became this humanoid lizard hybrid. That's one example. Then you've got a Michael Morbius would probably fit that as well. He's trying to cure a blood disease and in the process he becomes a vampire. What else is the, what else was in the It could work with the heroes as well. Like Iron Man, you know, he had injuries to his heart and would die unless he found a way to to keep the shrapnel from reaching his heart, so he built that iron suit. Yeah, I know Iron Man.
2: Mm. Yeah, I kind of get, get what you're
1: saying there. Yeah, I do. So, That's with a lot of these super villains, probably going back to the days of Captain Hook at least, how long would that would have been over 100 years ago, right?
2: I've never even heard of that.
1: Yeah, from Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So, you
1: yeah. Get, so, ultimately, you get the feeling that if someone is disabled and he. He could be very well be a super villain in the in the waiting. Which probably goes yeah to you know, pirates with peg legs or <laughs> I'm just,
0: pirates peg peg legs. Sorry, that just sounds funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> haven't you heard of haven't you ever heard of wooden legs? Um
0: no, apparently it's it's all new to me, really.
1: That's what a peg leg is. And the eye patch as
2: well. But yeah, yeah. Jack used to work at um to work at the, an op shop, and then came to here.
0: Yeah, before coming here. Yeah,
2: yeah. change and, and come in for, a, you know and these guys were good enough to give him a chance. Yeah, and they do that for a lot of different people.
0: Yeah, and they have given me a chance ever since. I feel like everyone's, you know, really looked up to me in a in a really good way, and for that I'm forever grateful.
2: Definitely, yeah.
1: We need more people, you know, with. What, with what could be called any form of disability, in to be more prominent. If you take someone like Dylan Orcott, you know, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to bag Dylan Alcott because he pulled off the golden slam last year. Magnificent achievement. I don't know if that's ever been done before. That's let's see which would be as far as wheelchair tennis goes: Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open, and the Olympic gold medal. But the, that's the thing, how many more Dylan Alcott's are out there and would people be paying attention to Dylan Alcott if he wasn't arguably the greatest wheelchair tennis player of all time?
0: I don't know, but I really do think Dylan's such a legend. He's achieved a lot in his life. Opinion. Who knows what else he can achieve in that moment? Give it all the best you've got, D- Dylan. That's what I, I would say. Don't give up on yourself for who you are.
1: Yeah, we've got to give people like Dylan more resources.
0: And a a more, a more bigger chance to give things a go.
1: Yeah, and it's not just that.
0: No, but there's other reasons as well.
1: Well, yeah, and I think one of them is that people who come from the minority are more likely to give other people from minorities a go. They're not going to reinforce the system.
0: No. Yeah.
2: I guess so, yeah, there could be more people out there that um, are capable <laughs> of these things, but there's not the resources for them. But uh, step by step, I guess. So have you got any more questions for
1: each other?
0: No, um, I've run out of questions, really, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the songs I have is in the computer. Maybe we could play it now. Yep. Or oh, could, could we? Could we give it a go?
0: I'd love to hear
1: yeah, it's called get my wings. I, d- I don't record. So- I don't release songs under my own name because I've got the same name as a rather famous singer. Oh, mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what Jack kept saying this morning. He's like, oh, Coldplay's <laughs> oh, <in." laughs> yeah, That's
0: what I just kept thinking. Is it, is it Chris Martin from Coldplay? Yeah. It had to have been him. It had you know, to have been him. Every time I go into a no. restaurant or
1: a hotel or set foot on a plane, you know, I get asked the same questions. <laughs> or whenever I walk into the pub, everyone starts singing "The Scientist" or "Viva La Vida." Oh, "Viva La
0: Vida," yeah. come on now! That was my classic favourite. That song never gets old. It
1: it doesn't. <sighs> it doesn't. I'm being really serious here. I'm trying to be realistic. I mean, you know, one guy in high school used to bring it up, but he had no—he was in no position to poke fun at me because his name is Tom Jones. Ex- I- Tom Jones is not unusual. Yeah. I mean, there were quite a few people who had celebrity names when I was in high school and I know it sounds like a sitcom, but every word of this is true. I mean, it was bad enough that the cooking teachers name was Clive Palmer.
2: Uh,
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) I have to be honest. I don't necessarily like Clive Palmer
1: just for private reasons.
2: Yeah, I don't think anyone really does. <laughs> yeah.
1: 23rd College was an interesting place to be in the early to mid '90s. <laughs> yeah. Celebrity name.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure about the song being on here, though, because it's we have a weird system. Like, it, we can't get songs off the internet. So it's on, like, a, a thing that will, it doesn't search it on the internet. They're already in there. Yeah, apparently
0: not, so we're having a bit of trouble.
2: Yeah, we'll have to do it on yeah. YouTube or something. Yeah, it? might have to. But it won't broadcast on there but uh, we can download it and
1: broadcast it on after yeah. i'm sorry if you're disappointed <laughs> yeah, it's a pity really because uh the singer who sung that song he's a bit of a big deal he's an aussie but he lives in dallas he's, yeah. he's actually married to one of the real housewives of dallas tiffany hendra
0: oh i thought you were going to say the real housewives of beverly Hills. my mum loves that show
1: i think he did live in los angeles for a while though but she's from texas originally and you can take i guess you can take the girl out of texas but you can't take texas out of the girl
0: yeah oh, excuse me i think i'm gonna sneeze oh, no i'm okay i'm all right <laughs> false alarm false alarm <laughs> you can keep going
2: yeah all right well we'll try and download that um this song get write it down for us afterwards and um, we'll try and get that on our radio so we can maybe reach a few more people.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. W- we would really love to hear it as I said be, mm, before, cause um, we would love to hear your taste of music really. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, uh, these songs are genuine rock and/or mm. and rock, or roll
2: and roll.
0: nice.
2: Mm. Uh, well, thanks for coming. Thank today you as well. Okay. Um. and yeah we'll definitely have to chuck those on and i hope that it gets bigger
0: and we will definitely it give it a listen the next time i promise
1: and if you need to know more about spectrum fusion go to www.spectrumfusion.org
0: sure i'll be able to check that out but thank you so much for today
1: pleasure joe